UGA Football News presents today's sports report with Matthew Hall. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's sports report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. All right, we have Mike Farrell on the line with us from Rivals.com. And, of course, uh, recruiting has uh, come and gone, the early recruiting period for schools across the uh, country. And this is one busy man when recruiting time comes around. Mike uh, Farrell does a great job, and the guys at Rivals.com really blanket the nation. Look at all of the schools across the nation. I, I Personally, I don't know how... Uh, you guys do it, but uh, I, I'm so grateful because that's a one-stop shop. You can go and find out about your team or about what's happening across the country. So, Mike, uh, uh, first of all, welcome to our program. Thank you for taking time to to join us. And just uh, kind of give us an overall impression of uh, maybe the top teams uh, from uh, the recruiting uh, wars and, uh, and what your impression is of uh, what happened on recruiting day. Um, I think the, the biggest takeaway is Alabama stayed number one, which isn't a surprise. And they stole a couple of kids away from LSU. Um, one of them, a defensive end from Florida named Keanu Coat, was expected. But the other one, a slot receiver named Jojo Earl, who's a very, very talented kid, uh, was very unexpected late in the day. So Alabama continues to stay on top. Ohio State had a very quiet day, as expected. They finished their class and didn't have much drama. Uh, the day. They're number two, but LSU, with all the problems they're having, you know, on the field and uh, with potential NCAA sanctions, pushed up to number three and had a really, really strong day. Um, and Georgia moved up to four. And then the, the guy, the, the feature of the day was Mason Smith, the number one player in the country, uh, the defensive tackle. He decided to stay home at LSU, which is a big reason why. The Tigers are ahead of Georgia because Georgia made a strong push to get him. Any, what, what's the biggest surprise of uh, the day uh, yesterday with recruiting? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. It still could be coming, but we've got a guy announcing Friday in Bryce Foster, um, the offensive tackle from Katy, Texas, who was leaning towards Oklahoma for a very, very long time, but now there's a lot of talk that he's going to end up with the Aggies. I, I think what Michigan did, honestly, um, the Michigan class finished 12th. They could have fallen apart because of the Harbaugh rumors to the NFL, potential uh, staff changes he's going to have to make or will make. And, uh, you know, they lost a couple kids. They lost a linebacker, uh, Brandon Jennings, to Maryland, and they lost a defensive lineman, Clinton Centerville, to UCLA. But they, they landed the top player in state, which is running back Donovan Edwards, um, Georgia was pushing hard for him, so they held off an SEC team for him. They kept Xavier Worthy, who is a talented wide receiver from California. Um, big push from Alabama there to try to steal him away. Jaden Hood, an athlete from Florida, decided to sign with Michigan. He was going to push it off till February. Uh, and then a few smaller-named guys decided to stick with, with Michigan as well. So 
all in all, it could have been a disaster for Harbaugh, but it turned out to be pretty good. Now, what about Georgia? Let's focus in on uh, the University of Georgia. Uh, give us your assessment of the class. Uh, you know, Georgia was not number one in your recruiting uh, rankings as they have been in the past couple of years, but still a solid class. Uh, what is your impression with Georgia? Uh, very good class. You know, Mason Smith would have been a, a huge addition. Donovan Edwards would have been a huge addition. You know, Smith's a, a position of need. You always need interior defensive tackles that can chase the quarterback. Um, Edwards would have been, I don't know, I mean, They've got Kendall Milton. They'll get running backs. I'm not worried at Georgia at all about running backs. So, um, you know, they've got their quarterback in Brock Vandegrift. They were able to get Xavier Sori, the linebacker from IMG Academy in, uh, in Florida. That was a tough one because Alabama led early, and then Florida got the last chance at him. So I think they finished pretty well. You know, you got to remember they got Nyland Green back in early December. Um, the defensive back from Georgia that Tennessee was trying to steal away. So when you look at this class positionally, it's extremely balanced. Um, you've got your quarterback. You've got a running back in Lavache Carroll. A little bit light at wide receiver, and I think they would want to get maybe one more if they can. Uh, tight end's fine. Very good offensive line recruiting class. Like very good. Uh, and then your defensive line, linebackers, and DBs balanced all over the place. So this is, again, another class that the problem with Kirby Smart here is that he's recruited, he's finished 1-1-1 one, 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 and now 4. And again, we still have February, so we right. could push up further. The expectations are there's so much talent on this roster, why aren't they breaking through? And Florida sort of surpassed them a little bit this year. So the pressure is going to continue to mount the better you recruit. Um this is a roster that is going to have talent to win a national championship. Uh, and just touching on a couple of SEC uh, Eastern teams, uh, w- what about South Carolina with the uh, with the change in their coach and also Auburn as well with Miles on being out? How did those uh, uh, two schools fare in uh, recruiting? Not good, um, but that's to be expected. I mean, uh, Shane Beamer was hired, obviously, right before the signing period. They're taking a small class. South Carolina is not even – in the top 100 teams oh in the country, yeah, which is which is pretty amazing. But they've only got 10 kids in that class, um, so that makes well now it's nine. That makes a little bit of sense. And Auburn is a bit of a disaster. They have no coach right now. They tried to get Crystal Ball from Oregon. He decided to stay out there. 13 commits in the class, um, and they're 13th in the SEC. So. Usually you see Vanderbilt or Mississippi State or, or someone else down there at the bottom, but we've got Auburn and South Carolina at the bottom of the SEC this year. Two small classes. This is going to set them back, but that's expected when you make a coaching change. They'll have to take a few years to regroup. Uh, any idea on who might uh, be the uh, successor to Malzahn <clears throat> at Auburn? Uh, Kevin Steele, maybe? Uh, who do you think? Well, if they hire Kevin Steele, it's the, the reaction is going to be similar to Gene Chizik years ago. Now, Gene Chizik, of course, arrived to booze from Iowa State and won a national championship. Kevin Steele, there's a hashtag. I forget what the hashtag is. Don't don't hire Steele or say no to Steele or whatever. <laughs> Kevin Steele, is, is, he's a very good coach, um, but people want to change. You know, They don't want anybody from Gus Malzahn's regime there. I think you Freeze is the guy that that is most intriguing. Um, the problem is you got to make sure you hit on this hire if you're the athletic director because 
he freeze brings a lot of baggage with him. There's a lot of questions about that. So I don't know where they're going to go. Um, I would say Billy Napier from from Louisiana Lafayette would also be a candidate as an offensive guy. Um, and and then, you know, Brent Venables at Clemson would be a defensive candidate. Um, but I think Hugh Freeze is probably going to target in on. Uh, so the SEC championship game, uh, Florida. And, and can you explain to me how Florida lost to LSU? Florida and Alabama in the SEC championship game. Uh, do, do you, obviously, the favorite is Alabama. How did Florida lose to LSU? What was that about? Um, they played their, their typical disorganized defense. I mean, the defense has been not horrible, but just bad in spots at the wrong time. And they allowed a freshman quarterback to look like a, a three-year veteran. Yeah. Um, and there's very young players on that team, the LSU team, that, that rose up and really showed a lot of heart in the swamp. And, you know, when Trask throws three picks and you get a pick six, and there's so many things that went wrong for Florida offensively and defensively. They didn't have Kyle Pitts. Um, I think they overlooked LSU, honestly. I think they came in there thinking that they could win this. They were favored by 23 points and, and that they wouldn't have to show as much as they needed to show so they could save some for Alabama. And it backfired on them. But it didn't hurt them because they dropped one spot in the playoff, which is ridiculous. So they're seventh. Now the question is, if they beat Alabama somehow, do they get in? Because Alabama's going to get in even if they lose. Um, You've got Ohio State with only six games. They're going to wax Northwestern. Will they get in with only six wins? And then you've got the uh, Clemson-Notre Dame rematch. If, If Notre Dame... Beats Clemson twice. Clemson's out. If they if they split, I think both are in. So we got some intrigue here. But Florida didn't should have been they should have been eliminated, losing to a, a losing program and their second loss. But the powers that be at the college football playoff committee they don't want any group of five teams in there. They don't want anybody that's not going to make them a ton of money. Yeah. So they kept Florida alive. So obviously, you take Alabama over Florida. Uh, what what about uh, Clemson and Notre Dame uh, in in the rematch? Uh, will Clemson uh, take care of business? I, I think they will. And you know, I I haven't at the beginning of the season. I didn't believe in Notre Dame because Ian Book isn't a, he's a good game manager and he doesn't make mistakes. But they have to be ahead to win. Um, but then he started showing me a little bit more in that Clemson game and beyond that he can make plays. But I think this is going to be a very angry Clemson team. Um, We've got Trevor Lawrence, at quarterback, instead of DJ Oongalele. And I just have a feeling Clemson's going to wax them. I think they're going to win by three or four touchdowns. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. That's just a guess. Notre Dame has a good defense, too, but you don't want an inspired Trevor Lawrence and 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 Dabo Swinney is it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, who's your Heisman uh, pick? Who 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 you, you think is going to uh, get the trophy? I would I would give it to Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, I think Trask lost it last week uh, with the three picks and the second loss. Um, had he not missed 
two games to COVID, it would be Trevor Lawrence hands down, and he should just get the award for being the best player overall. But I, I think Mac Jones will probably win it at Alabama, especially if he has a, a very good game against Florida. Yeah. Okay, your uh, final question. Your, your top four and then your national champion. Uh, what do you think? <clears throat> Alabama won. I think Clemson's going to win. So I've got them two. Uh, I think Notre Dame will stay in at, as the four seed. Um, and then I'm going to go with uh, Ohio State, believe it or not, with six wins as a three seed, yeah. which means bad news for Ohio State because they get to play Clemson again in the playoffs. They lose to Clemson, Alabama um, waxes Notre Dame, and then we get again Alabama and Clemson in the national championship with, with Alabama winning it all. All right, sounds good. Well, Mike, thank you so much. I know you've been awful busy uh, with the great job you do uh, with keeping us informed on uh, recruiting with uh, Rivals.com. Uh, to me, you're top notch, and I appreciate you calling in and being on our program today. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thank you. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment with more of today's sports report with Matthew Hall. Hall Shots Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. While Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer and he loves capturing those always exciting high in the sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. That's HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today. Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the bulldogs on game day, happy sewing and quilting can and will deliver. From custom made face masks to baby bibs to tote bags and more, happy sewing and quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing and Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing and Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We have the SEC Championship game coming up uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, it'll be at 8 p.m. at uh, Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium, televised, of course, by CBS. 16,500 people 
will be allowed into the stadium because of COVID-19 restrictions. But, of course, there will be millions across the uh, country uh, watching uh, the game on CBS television. So it's uh, the Florida Gators and the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, that will be playing for the SEC championship. Now, here at uh, today's Sports Report, we said, well, you know, we could call uh, Nick Saban and we could talk to him about the game. But Nick, would, he would give you the coach speak. You know, he'd say, well, we're very fortunate to be here and Florida's great and yada, yada, yada. Uh, so we really didn't want to do that. Uh, we, we could have called uh, Dan Mullen uh, down at Florida. Uh, but to be honest with you, here on uh, today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall, we really don't like Dan Mullen. Uh, because he's a Gator, and so we wouldn't, didn't want to talk to him. And so I, I put my, my brain to work, and I said, I have the perfect guy that I need to call. He's the biggest Alabama football fan that I know, and he's just the guy in the stands. Uh, he loves Alabama. Uh, he and I in the past have uh, shared uh, breakfast together, and we've shared a lot of times together, and uh, we talk about a lot of things. If people would just listen to us, we would solve the world's problems, in fact. Uh, but uh, we, we love to talk football. Now, I'm a Georgia fan. He's an Alabama fan. He, he's just an avowed Alabama fan. But I don't hold that against him because Alabama, they're our opponent. They are not our enemy, uh, you know. So I'm not a Bama hater. He's not a Georgia hater. He, he just loves Alabama for some strange re reason. But we wanted to talk with uh, a man by the name of Tim Ferguson. I call him Bacon and Eggs Tim Ferguson because we share breakfast. By the way, he owes me a breakfast. Uh, and he's on the line with us today just to give us a little perspective about this upcoming game, uh, the SEC Championship game uh, from the stands. Tim Ferguson, my good man. How you doing today? Fine, Chris. How are you getting on, bro? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, uh, quickly, we always do a check-in with our guest about how things are going because of the COVID-19. How are you and your sweet family faring in this 2020 because of all of this stuff going on? You're doing good? Doing good. Doing great. Doing super. We're, we're still working, uh, so we're doing great. All right. Good deal. Now, let's talk a little bit about SEC football. Uh, you know, you and I... Uh, in fact, one day we were at the uh, eating establishment where we shared breakfast, and uh, somebody said, you know, I listened to you guys talk across the table. Y'all really re need to record that because the world needs to hear what you're talking about. I don't know if the world needs to hear everything we talk about, but we do love football. So here we go. All right, Florida and Alabama. Tell me about this game. I, I know you keep up with Alabama, and I, I know how much you love the Crimson Tide. Uh, and, and my question is, do they have a shot against the Florida Gators? What do you think? Let me mention first, Chris, the reason I'm an Alabama fan, my father, who's a preacher, met Fair Bryant in Tuscaloosa, and he came home, and that's all he raved about was <laughs> Alabama football, and I became an instant Alabama fan in 1960. How about so, that? Uh, but, no, I, I believe, you know, if it all works out to the right, Alabama should beat Florida. And uh, really, uh, should beat them good. I mean, uh, Bama, I believe this, I was talking to a guy earlier today, this is probably the best Bama team all around 
probably in, in, in maybe 10 years. Yeah. This I, is a great thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. you got Mac Jones. He's going to win the Heisman. Uh, he's get, he get, I don't get a vote, but he would get my vote. And you, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, Devonte is just really, really good. Uh, and of course, it, we were all shocked when LSU went into Gainesville. LSU beating up all year long. LSU really having a down year uh, because of a, a lot of reasons. And they go into Gainesville, and in the fog. LSU beats Florida. I, I was flabbergasted by that. How about you? I was too. Matter of fact, I thought I thought Florida was looking at Bama. I thought they took LSU for granted, and I think uh, they need to uh, not throw cleats down the field. <laughs> I think that they took took LSU for granted. Now, granted, they won't take Bama for granted, right? But Bama will not let uh, Nick Saban will not let. I don't believe let Bama take Florida for granted. Uh, well, you know, Sir Nick is not known as being a coach that will uh, let his team get down. So my no. my prediction for this game is that Alabama's going to win. I think it'll be semi-close for the first half, but I think Alabama will open up in the second half and uh, win uh, pretty uh, handily. And, of course, that will put then Alabama in the, uh, in the playoffs uh, for uh, a run at the national championship. And as far as I'm concerned, they're my favorite – uh, now you, you've got Clemson over there, and Clemson has a uh, uh, they have a reunion uh, with Notre Dame. Notre Dame beat them during the re- regular season, but in the SEC wow. ACC championship game, you have Clemson and Notre Dame. I, I think Clemson's going to come out, and, uh, and and this is my hope. I think they're going to beat Notre Dame this time. And uh, you know, not that uh, I'm trying to be ugly or anything, but I hope that knocks Notre Dame out of the playoff. But I, I don't know if it will. What do you think? No, I see what's going to happen. What they're saying is going to happen is Clemson beat Notre Dame, which I hope they do too. I like Trevor Lawrence, and I do like Dabo. I think Clemson will play, be the number two. They'll move Ohio State up to three, and Notre Dame will be four and play Bama in the Sugar Bowl if Bama wins, and it'll be Clemson and Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. All right. Well, we, we wanted a perspective from a guy in the stands and uh, my breakfast buddy, by the way, uh, next time we get together, it's all on you, my friend. Uh, my yeah, they closed down the huddle house. So. <laughs> oh, they closed down the huddle house? No. Yeah, I don't know where we We have to do somewhere around here. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, okay. All right, Tim. Well, thank you for joining us today and uh, appreciate you uh, coming on and just sharing a perspective from uh, the fan in the stands about the upcoming Alabama and Florida game. You be safe out there, my friend, and we'll talk to you you. soon, okay? Thank you, Chris, and roll tide. Roll tide, all right. All right, what uh, what do you think, Matthew, about the uh, SEC championship game? You got Florida, Alabama coming up Saturday night. Uh, I'm on record with roll tide. Uh, The impossible couldn't happen two weeks in a row. Could could Florida actually come back and win i don't think no, so no i'm all i mean i'm sorry i mean alabama's been a complete team this season with uh, mac jones and the Najee harris and the you know the wide receivers that they have and and it's really i mean i have to be in agreement with him it's really one of the best alabama teams i've seen in a long time um i mean arguably better than the the years with tua and and yeah. jalen hurts so i mean i don't see any way I mean, I don't, I'm not taking anything with Kyle Trask this season. He's been a great quarterback this season for the University of Florida. Florida's had a good season. Um, 
but I think Bama, Bama, you know, they definitely beat uh, Florida in this game. Yeah, and again, it'll be on CBS uh, Saturday night at 8 p.m. in the afternoon at 4 o'clock, the ACC championship game, which will be a pretty interesting game, Clemson and Notre Dame, and I think uh, Clemson will take care of that as well. Well, let's uh, before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about our recruiting class Yesterday, uh, the SEC ranking for uh, Georgia, the number two ranked uh, uh, class, which uh, that probably has been updated because uh, some of the uh, sites have put LSU ahead of Georgia, so they may be number three uh, in the SEC. But uh, they've signed a very solid class. I mean, it's the envy of the other schools in the SEC East. Florida did decently, but not really just great. Uh, they, they are, they'll be in the top ten. And um, Auburn did not have a good day, I understand, uh, because, uh, you know, you, you have the coaching change going on there. South Carolina, about an average day. Tennessee, did eh, okay. But Georgia seems to be uh, in the East, at least the SEC East, uh, the top dog as far as recruiting is concerned. Is that what you see? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, despite, you know, and I mean, numbers-wise, I mean, a little bit lower in the earnings signing period for Georgia this time. But the class as a whole, I believe, is stronger even with the lower numbers. Uh, you had needs met, and at the same time, you brought in some elite prospects. And at the same, you know, and added to that, you know, icing on the cake was you brought uh, Brock Vandergrift, who literally plays minutes uh, down the road from the University of Georgia. Yeah. He is going to be crucial with uh, bringing other guys in as a gunslinger. Um, you know, really a, a lot. Very similar in 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 stature and and the way he operates. I mean, good runner. I mean, but very similar. It kind of reminds me of a JT Daniels type build. So I think you're going to see uh, uh, great benefits from that as well on the recruiting trail with Brock Vandergrift uh, yeah. being right down the road from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Brock is uh, quarterback for Prince Avenue Christian School, and they are still in the uh, playoffs, high school playoffs in Georgia. Well, let's get a an opinion from the coach, uh, Coach Kirby Smart. Uh, spoke to the media yesterday, had some things to say about the, of course, about the recruiting class. Uh, he talked about the class, and then he kind of focused in again on uh, the gym of the recruiting class, Brock Vandergriff, and this is what Coach Smart had to say. It's a very well-rounded class. It's a closer-to-home class, which was probably directed uh, by COVID and more kids wanting to stay uh, closer to home, and uh, that's important to us. We always say take care of the state first, and I've sat up here on these days before where that wasn't the case, and it wasn't that we didn't feature our, our home area, but it certainly made it uh, more convenient to take care of guys because they wanted to be near their families and have their families be able to come watch them play. And that's been a big uh, added factor during the pandemic. So I'm excited about the class. Quarterbacks want to play at Georgia. When they start talking about where I want to go, I want to go win a championship. At least that's what the best quarterbacks want to do. And um, and Brock was never, he never shot away from that. You know, he, he wanted an opportunity to play close to home. He wanted an opportunity to play near his family. His dad's a, a coach right here near town. His mom's a teacher and uh, he's got sisters that are really good athletes. So it's like he, he wants to be able to play in front of them. So um, I'm excited about what he can do. He's been a leader for his program. He's still in the playoffs. Uh, he's been productive. Uh, we're excited to see um, what he can bring to the University of Georgia. Uh, Mike Farrell, uh, and we interviewed uh, Mike from Rivals.com a couple of weeks ago. He said the gem of this class is Brock Vandegrift. 
But uh, there, uh, Coach uh, Smart uh, later on in that uh, press conference had a lot to say about the offensive and defensive lines, and he was very excited about uh, the linemen that are coming into the University of Georgia. Overall, a good day, positive day for Georgia as far as recruiting is concerned. So, Matthew, I guess we're kind of in a wait-and-see kind of thing now because uh, Georgia does not know when the next game will be. It will be a bowl game. Uh, any speculation on where they might wind up? Uh, uh, and, and it's going to be a good one, it, you know, based on their record. And if Alabama takes out Florida it has, as they scheme these things, uh, Georgia will kind of climb, climb the ladder a, a little bit to a better bowl. I don't know. Honestly, uh, I mean, the only bowl that really, I guess, comes to my mind at the moment as a possibility, just a shot in the dark here is, and how fitting it would be, would be the Peach Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it'll uh, and, and and of course everything is so different uh, this year. Uh, the, the teams that are in the bowls they're going to be under scrutiny as far as COVID is concerned. Uh, you're not going to have the hoopla around the bowl games that you've had in the past because of COVID nineteen concerns. You won't have the capacity crowds, and you won't have all of the different events in the communities. And uh, it, it really is a shame, but at least. Uh, there'll be football, and we need football on New Year's Day, and, and uh, of course we'll have that. And then the national championship uh, game coming up uh, in, in sometime in uh, in January. And so uh, I, I don't know. We, we kind of look beyond where we are now to the national championship game. I, I don't know who's going to be the four teams. I know Alabama's going to be there, and uh, probably Notre Dame, even if they get beat by Clemson. Uh, Notre Dame probably will will be in the playoffs if Clemson wins. They're in it. So who's that fourth team? Uh, Ohio State's in there right now, but they've only played five games, and there's a lot of speculation about you know because of that. A lot of people are saying no, we're we're not going to vote for an Ohio State. So who might be that fourth game? Who who do you think? Yeah, I mean Georgia. <laughs> well, I mean. Wouldn't that be good? It would be great for it to be Georgia. Uh, yeah. At the same time, I mean, I believe that even if Clemson, you know, let's say that, uh, you know, Clemson knocks off Notre Dame. I, I, I mean, with Clemson the season that they've had, I mean, they've played enough games. Uh, the new, I hate to say this, but the news media, SEC football people, or uh, excuse me, NCAA football people, you know, they love Notre Dame. Yep. You know, the college football playoff little committee. Bias, little uh, bias. Little bias. college football playoff committee has been shown to be very, very loving of Notre Dame. So I believe that even if Clemson, if, as long as it's not really a blast-off victory and, you know, in book and, and can keep Notre Dame in the game close, um, in the event, that's, just, that's to say that Notre Dame loses. Uh, you know, to Clemson, then I, I could see Clemson being, being that fourth team. Yeah, and, and also uh, standing out there is Texas A&M. They've had a great season. Yeah, Texas A&M uh, is definitely tough, the call. A tough uh, football team, and, um, you know, things could turn, and you could see uh, Texas A&M uh, in the mix. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, Matthew, it's been a good program great today. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate folks joining us uh, on Facebook Live. Now, of course, we're still – under construction here. Matthew's got a lot of work to do. You got a lot of shelves to build and you got things to put up here. And I'm the supervisor. He's the he's the hired labor. I'm the supervisor. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us and be sure to to share around about uh, today's sports report with Matthew Hall. We love doing it. We love talking sports and we love that you join us 
as well. Uh, We'll be back again uh, very soon with another episode of Today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Until then, please be safe out there, and may God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.